Well, I'm back again with a, uh, another podcast, and we're continuing on in the book of Proverbs. And uh, we're on Down to Earth but Heavenly Minded podcast. And uh, I'm your host, Irv Rish, and uh, we have been going through the book of Proverbs, and uh, we are now in lesson number 26. And in the last lesson that we were in, And we had finished up on disappointment and satisfaction. And then I said we were going to look at the last two parts, uh, humility and and hope. So we're continuing on now with uh, our lesson in humility, uh, wisdom and humility. And uh, we'll start out uh, by looking at wisdom takes flight in relationships. you got to kind of look at it like, flying in an airplane. Uh, you're taking off and you're building altitude and uh, speed. So it begins with the fear of the Lord. That's kind of our takeoff, uh, Proverbs 1.7. And then it starts to ga- gain momentum through seeking and finding, Proverbs 2, verses 1 through 8. And that's kind of our ascent as we're lifting off the ground in our, our flight and then acceleration as we push the throttle forward when we resist easy money and easy sex, Proverbs 2, 12 through 19. And then in order to gain altitude, to get up high enough, however, wisdom must be lived out in humility and relationships with real people. Let me give you an example. I, release, I recently received some sharp criticism because of my actions. Criticism was from my wife, who wanted to help, but I thought, uh, but I thought, uh, she overstepped her position with unexpected severity. I was hurt and offended. I wanted to protect myself. I had lost my security. Someone's goodwill, and I had to muster self-respect. To prevent a total loss, I prepared for a masterful uh, retaliated strike. Kind of like a war uh, when we think about it. Well, without realizing it, I had come to a crossroads with two paths before me. Would I choose the way of wisdom or decline to folly? In other words, did I believe all this stuff was written about wisdom, the fear of the Lord, the openness uh, to change. Would I live through uh, truth? Uh, would I live the truth out in my words and thoughts? Would I despise instructions or humbly receive correction? So that was the crossroads I was at. We all face the same choices every day, whether Uh, whatever other people are involved, our decision demonstrates either uh, humble wisdom or self-reliant folly. We would uh, fear the Lord. Uh, Bleeding true humility, breeding true humility, thinking of others more than ourselves, or will we turn inwardly and love ourselves most of all? 
What do you think we do mostly? Well, C.S. Lewis wrote this, and I always liked his writings. I have some books uh, by C.S. Lewis, and he he's, he's, was a wonderful author. He writes that humility doesn't mean thinking less of yourself. It means thinking of yourself less. Wow, those are, those are powerful words. In other words, both. Uh, I'm awesome, and I'm terrible person are proud statements. Either one, if you think highly of yourself or you think terrible of yourself, they're still proud statements. The humble person chooses simply not to focus on himself, positively or negatively. In other words, don't think of yourself at all. The humble person puts others first, loving them at least as much as he loves himself. Such a person models Jesus, life-giving death. That's beautiful. In this section of Proverbs, Solomon prohibits the number of proud and self-protective behaviors. In Proverbs 3, verses 27 through 30, and uh, categorically God's opinion of people who engage in this, Proverbs 3, verses 32-35. Uh, like the previous section, this passage has a center in Proverbs 3.31, with this time expose the heart of our selfish behavior. And this really shows us who we really are when we face uh, these crossroads in life. Now, do not hold withhold good. And this is the first part. We're going to look at it in parts. And, and principle is the first uh, part we're going to look at. Now, humility means putting other people first. Uh, the disciples excluded the number of proud and self-protective behavior. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. When it is in your power to do it, do not say to your neighbor, Go and come again. Tomorrow I will give you what you have if you have, if you have it with you. Uh, Proverbs 3, verses 27 and 28. Do not withhold good. Now, easy, right? It means you get out of the way when others drive. Drivers want to merge into your lane, at least if you're not too aggressive about it. But who are these, those, to whom it is due? Believe it or not, the question requires wisdom, as we can easily fall into several self-justifying errors. And I have found myself in this position, and I don't know about you, but somebody cuts you off, and you right away speed up, catch up to him, and give him a dirty look. I did that one time with my wife in a car. And she turned and she looked at me and she says, why don't you hand him a gospel track? I guess it really put me in that, oh, I'm condemned mood. And truly, it was wrong. And that is what we're talking about here. The first error is to uh, define those to whom it is due. And in my case, I didn't think he was. it was due him. 
he didn't have the right to cut me off to get into this lane. Well, so broadly that I in, uh, invent all the, invest all the time and resources in the wrong people. Uh, these will always be poor and needy among us uh, who require assistance. Christ's followers should be known as those who give and serve generously as their Lord did. But there are certain kinds of people who won't be helped by our charity. We ought to excuse uh, in discernment. We ought to use uh, or exercise discernment in such cases. To give a few examples, Proverbs 1 warns against angry people who we ought not to rescue, Proverbs 19.19, 19. gossiping people who we ought not to associate with, Proverbs 20.19, and foolish people whom we ought not to try to convince, Proverbs 23.9. Don't err by expanding the Lord's resources or expending the Lord's resources on the wrong people in the hope of being uh, the kind of Savior that only Jesus can be for them. Solomon will return to this point in Proverbs 6, verses 1 through 5. So I'll expand on it there. Well, the second error, however, is to find those to whom it is due so narrowly that no mortal person could ever qualify. In this case, we're willing to help those who have real needs. We just haven't ever met any of them. We'll give money as long as that person has a job, a history of success, financial management, and foolproof system of accountability in place. We act as though there is no room for mistake with God's resources. Well, take note, however, that Solomon uses the word neighbor in Proverbs 3.28. And the Bible suggests that neighbor is a pretty broad category. See Luke 10, verses 25 through 37. We can't justify our failures by... Uh, um, obscuring what God has more made clear and read. It reads, both error results directly from pride. The first one says, I can be Jesus for this person. The second one says, not even Jesus could help that person. In both, I put myself at the center and I have not cultivated the fear of the Lord. That's... That's really hard. Now, in part two, uh, we uh, do not withhold goods. And we. this is the application. And the application is this. There are many ways that we can apply part one, teaching on humility. Part two especially comes to mind for our generation. We must not withhold truth in conf a confrontation. And we must not withhold life in evangelism. Uh, confrontation. Let's admit it. We simply don't know how to do it well. The Bible says you shall reason frankly with your neighbor. Leviticus 19.17. And it says, but don't 
want to hurt his feelings. The Bible says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, Colossians 4, 6. And I say, but I'd better let him have have it. Well, in other words, we usually make the sucker's choice between being uh, uh, truthful or being respectful. But the Bible commands us always to do both. If we disagree with each other more honestly and more respectfully, we'd make better decisions, resolve more conflicts, and build deeper relationships. As William Blake wrote in A Poison Tree, and here's what he wrote, I was angry with my friend. I told my wrath, my wrath did end. I was angry with my foe. I told it not, my wrath did grow. That's uh, really a good uh, poem. Now evangelism. I'll admit it, I generally don't want to do it well. It would mean I'd have less time for what I want to do. I could hide behind my fears, uh, nurturing them and helping them to flourish in my heart. People might not like me. It would be awkward and uncomfortable. And five minutes of uh, uh, confront might more, more to, meant more to me than someone's uh, possible eternal eternity in hell. Can you relate? In other words, we don't want to take the time to witness to people because it takes time out of our lives, what we want, looking to self. Now, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. No, my point is that you and I are guilty. Jesus knew it, and he did it for us anyway. So we're free to confess frankly, repent, and keep moving forward. And, you know, this this is the way we're going to end our study today. And, you know, no matter, you know, in our, in our evangelism, when we meet people and we want to share the gospel with them, take the time out of your busy life. Uh, because when you're thinking of what you could be doing at that moment that you're sharing the gospel with somebody, uh, you're thinking of yourself. And this is what we're talking about. Uh, when we have to apply things like this in real life. So when you take off on your flight, you have to get down that runway, and you have to get up enough speed to lift off the ground, and then you got to accelerate more and more to gain that altitude, to reach the heights in your life that God wants you to reach. So just think about that today as we end our podcast. And in ending our podcast, remember God is out here, and you can find him in your Bible. Well, with that said, I'm going to end my podcast. Lord bless. Until next time. Bye for now.